0: Bonjour, welcome to the Cognac Expert Calendar podcast, hosted by Taylor.
1: I'm here today with Franck from Cognac Commandant. Can you tell us, who are you and what do you
0: do? My name is Franck Vigneron. I'm from France and I spent most of my time dealing with clients and a channel of distribution for the brand Commandant, which was established back in 1821. Originally started in the city of Jarnac. Once my family took over this brand, we moved it in Cognac, in downtown Cognac.
1: 1821. You're telling me 200 years. Is that correct? Is my math correct?
0: Yes, 200 years this year. And so for us, it's a big celebration because it was also a big number for my birthday, but I was not too excited to celebrate it personally. So I was more excited to celebrate the big number, the much bigger number for Commandant. I think that made me uh, give me a bigger smile.
1: The product that our tasters are tasting today is your extra EXO with the 2004 Gone Champagne finished in Margot added to the mix. Exactly,
0: yes. Maybe to correct, in cognac, oftentimes they don't talk about the mix because the mix sounds a little bit like a bartender, but added to the blend, uh, assembled with the blend. Here, the concept is we do assemblage like everybody else, but the assemblage is done from something that was in itself quite remarkable because it was Grand Champagne 2004. So it's a vintage cognac. It was a single cask vintage cognac from a specific cask. We decided to put it inside an X barrel of Margot. So, you know, we would be like saying, can have the best car designer, the best chassis designer, and the best engine. And at the end, it's not a Lamborghini, but it's, let's say, maybe a Pininfarina Ferry now designing a Ferrari. And inside, there's a Lamborghini engine or whatever. It's this, why not? Why can't we do it this way? It happens that this was a Grand Champagne, or the original cru, that was inside this Margot cask. But we didn't select it to be Grand Champagne, specifically because Grand Champagne has more prestige and all of this. Is this was the single cask that we selected because it had the, the characteristics that would be the best that would actually go inside this Margot. It happened to be a Grand Champagne. It could have been a Bois or a Petit Champagne or a Bordereese. It doesn't matter to us. We don't have a specific allegiance or promotion or marketing for a specific terroir, because we think there's so much diversity that can be offered from all of these different terroirs that everyone should have open eyes when it comes to cognac by saying there's no, no terroir better than another. They are just different.
1: Can you talk about the influence that the Margot barrel has on this special rarefied one-time blend?
0: The first thing that I should be honestly disclosing is we really like this uh, particular Grand Champagne because it had been aged in casks, which were used casks. It didn't have very bold notes. So it was very mild, very smooth, but without very particular strong points of differences. We thought this would be great. At the same time, it, it was very good, but there was no sharp notes that made it with too many strong personalities. So when we put the product, it was, it was interesting because within the two years, there was times where we thought very early on, it was delicious and later it became not as smooth. That's why we kept aging for a longer time and seeing if there was a time, a specific time. So we'd have to do many, many casks with the same method in order to be able to draw a conclusion. What's the ideal cask? There's so many parameters that I think we need more than a lifetime to be able to draw conclusions from this. What we found is there were a lot of fruits that came. This was a fruitier version type of cognac. There was a lot of elements of like spices that were different than what we expected. Maybe there was something to do with port aroma or some kind of oiliness, maybe like a buttery croissant and English uh, candy and, and things that we didn't expect. Things that have to do with cognac. But altogether, they made a combination that is different than what we used to. And that's why we, we've done another one and we are doing some other exclusive casks from the Bordeaux regions. And we can't wait to see how they evolve because they bring some, are, it's like green apples and some is more like red fruit, uh, some more spicy and, and some are more lingering. And, and so this one is not extremely lingering, but it's very much on something very fruity and floral and with some spices, but like again, some kind of honey and candied fruit. That's, that's what we discovered.
1: And I imagine like the other products uh, that you produce in terms of additives, there's probably nothing added to this cognac, I imagine.
0: And you're trying to discover a new territory. Add- putting additives doesn't make any sense because we're not trying to replicate something and where we would be looking for something that we couldn't find. Yeah, it would make no sense even to add have some kind of additives. We made a reduction with distilled water in order to get the product to be 40%. And that's, a, that's the only thing that we did. So we could have the proof, the alcohol volume at 40%
1: then just getting into like a tasting note of this product, could you give a couple of descriptors for the nose and for different flavor profiles?
0: As a nose, as I mentioned earlier, there's this element of uh, red fruit, English candy, buttery croissant, some port, there's aromas of port. When it comes to the palate, the palate is uh, is very fresh with sort of green apples something vegetal, some lightly toasted biscuits and soft caramel and some beeswax and a very, very, very small hint of oak. And then in the finish is we find there is honey and then it goes back to the fruit. So there's again this, but the the green apple, they go more into this baked pudding and uh, with pear. Very light spices, but the profile altogether is very much of a spicy, but at the same time, sweet. Not sweet like a caramel, more sweet like a, like a candied fruit. I
1: mean, it sounds like what you're describing, is this Margot cask, has had an influence on the eau de v, but not in a whiny way. It enhanced the quality of the fruit. It brought different fruit profiles forward. And from what you're describing, it sounds like we're far away from a rancio. Uh, a really, really mature Rancio product and more on something on fresh fruit and spices intermingled. Is that about right? Yes, I would say so. I I do like to get Rancio, but
0: the Rancio, I think it's the common denominator when it comes to older cognac. However, I found a lot of people that like to get older cognac, but not lose the fruit, not lose the aroma and not just get some Rancio and some darkness, and they would want to get older cognacs. And that's also a privilege that cognac have. A lot of whiskey drinkers that have money have stopped buying the 25 years whiskeys because they realize that they actually are not that good. And then they're going after uh, cognac for having the experience of older spirits and getting the uh, the privilege of still tasting the notes of the grapes, right? The grape notes. Those grape notes, they tend to, to, to go away. So, we do produce uh, some cognacs that have Rencio, but personally, I still like to find some original ingredients that I can connect with the wine that was the origin of this product. And I do like the renseo, but the Rencio it's not my everyday thing. It's a special time. It's a time where I need to rest. And when I need to rest, I want a cognac, maybe that has rencio, but, uh, the, some but many other times is I'm looking for an older cognac that has maturity which is therefore smoother than smooth, but where I can still get a lot of flavors, the flavors that I like from a wine-based spirits.
1: And so since this product is a brand new product, it's only just coming out into the market. Can you remind our tasters of what it's called again, the name of this product? The name of this
0: product is Commandant Cognac Genesis, and it's the 200 years anniversary, EXO. So it's an EXO Extra, so it's an older EXO, and it's very rare, for the fact that we're using for the first time this rarefied system, which is a, blending the cognac with a rare cask finish. And this time the rare cask finish is the last one that we are, have been working on, which is the Margot. And we have some other one coming. So there's going to be uh, more surprises in the, the type of uh, experimentation that we're doing with cask. But all the time with respect of the selection of the cask, always mm-hmm. wine-based and these are always emptied very much the pleasure of of discovering and discovering the universe and the diversity of Cognac.
1: This all sounds very good and it's exciting to hear that there are other products in the pipeline that are similar to this Genesis Cognac. Franck, thank you very much. I wish you the best and I look forward to seeing you soon. Yes, thank you for uh,
0: raising the flag of Cognac over the world like this. It's been wonderful uh, working with you since the beginning when you started. It's our pleasure. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Cognac Expert calendar podcast. All bottles of this calendar can be found on cognacexpert.com. Tomorrow is another day, another cognac. Au revoir.